All right, y'all, we're back again for another episode of Chasing Birdies. I'll tell you what, man, I've seen you like four days in a row right now. I mean, we're talking Thursday, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I mean, damn. It's a lot of days to be seeing me. I will tell you that. And first off, I just want to let everybody know my video from social media, <laughs> I am okay. He's okay. I'm not on drugs doing the video. I'm not drunk, at least not in that video. I was sober as it gets in that video. My hair was wild. That was part of it to be funny. My my mom's worried about me, thinking I'm on <laughs> drugs. I mean, I got people reaching out to me, asking if everything's okay. Everything's fine. It was a video. You saw my chest hair. And then our dude at 19 Society... Did these videos that are absolutely hysterical? Oh my god! Hysterical. The one with summer and you, you in the back I, seat is. Like, I was dead, dude. And then I was like, "Yeah, he's fine." Because you know what? I had people ask me, and screenshot yeah. you and go like, "What's going on right now? He okay?" I'm good. I said, "Well, I'm good. I think he's okay, but you never know." So, note to self: Never try to do another funny video again pretty much well and the thing of it is bud is like i feel like i know you have really good intel but it's still alive it's still alive you know but i'm getting another story so who knows i've had i've had two stories i had i think the one that is rory and tiger are buying grayson that's the other rumor i heard well so I don't know, but i'm sticking with my first one because if it is right then i look like a freaking genius before anybody else yeah well you sound like a genius you don't look like one you look like you you, you're dealing with some demons yeah so anyways glad uh, today's episode is brought to you by red vanley make sure you go over to redvanley.com check them out i mean all the boys on the golf trip we were just on had the shorts on the shirt yeah everybody was red vanleyed out steli wop steli wop was from head to toe in the red vanley i know i had the shorts on yeah, they're great. TA had them on. So, dude, they are amazing. So make sure you go to redvanley.com. I know that they're the sponsor of the Chase and Birdies two-man event this year. So that's exciting stuff, too. That's been circulating a little bit. The link's out there. People are signing up. I don't know if anybody's paying, but they're signing up. Um, so that's good to see. Yeah, make sure you check that link out. I don't know where it is, but I think it's on the website. You can sign up if you want. But can you, like, sign up for your own event? Like I need you. To I didn't know. Up. You know what? You told me that today, and I didn't realize that I had to do that. I just taken for granted that like I'm no. in my event. I need you to sign up so that there's right, a, a trail you, of your sizes, your email address, because okay. I don't know what that is. You got it. Huh. So just like do it. So we had a little bit of a fun time playing golf. I mean, we're 15 days into January, 18 days into January, whatever today is, the 18th, and yeah, you know, we've been on a couple golf trips already. Most recently. Had an opportunity. Shout out Nick Sorkin, my man. Uh, really appreciate you taking good care of us down there at your little spot. Uh, Probably don't want to say his name because then everybody's going to bother him to go. So, well, it is what it is. But that was fun, man. It was a um, lot of fun. Course is great. Yeah, you know we had a good time. So swing felt good. Your swing Blast. looked good. 
yeah, I started after the first nine holes. You know, I got a little a little bit of the. Uh, I was a little I was a little messed up from the night before, to be honest with you. I wasn't to where Sorkin was, but I was feeling a little woozy from the night before. After the first nine, I started settling in, and then the next, you know, mm-hmm. twenty four holes because we didn't play all thirty six. Yeah. Or no, that'd be less. So like twenty holes, I felt very comfortable and I hit it better. And you hit it pretty good too, bud. You started dialing things in. The back the driver was getting good. Yeah, I was hitting it good, man. I mean, first first eighteen holes, I I just made some mess ups on the back nine, some doubles, but uh, broke eighty barely. Other nine shoot even, and then I was just feeling it. And then we we played two holes and went to seventeen. It was dark. Then then eighteenth hole, I couldn't see the ball. It was dark. Ta had the cart parked on it, and I topped it cold cold topped the the wood in the middle of eighteen. <laughs> How about Sorkin us hitting this ball back, and you thought it spun back? <laughs> yeah. So oh shoot! It was a fun. trip. It was a memorable one. It's an incredible experience. I mean, we'll be wearing the logo for probably the next four years based off of how much we bought. So, yeah. um, great time. Any Hooser, what do you got going on, bud? Well, you know, it's, it was nothing. I don't have anything going on. Just back to the grind. It's been fun watching these wild card football games, NFL going on. Um, so, no, outside of that, it's just a matter of me staying in the repetition of swinging a golf club to the next event at Pine Needles at the end of February with me and Pizzle, you, B-Cats, a couple other guys rolling down. Um, but outside of that, status quo, good things coming. And, you know, today's guest, like I said in the beginning of the episode, like Michael Del Zotto played in the NHL, loves golf, getting involved in some golf connecting mm-hmm. of traveling, making trips, yada, yada. But I did. I had to apologize to him. I mean, he was on Spitting Chicklets which is like the real McCoy. And then he's on chasing birdies, which, you know, it's, it's, it's not a bad thing. We do good stuff, but it was an it's honor to have him on. Yes. It's nowhere near spit chicklets. The boys over there are killing it. So that's MDZ. Off. Thank you so much for taking some time. I know it was a little bit of a short notice, but you got it done for us. We appreciate it. Um, and he's going to fill us in a little bit of what he's doing post career, which is really interesting. Um, and I think that we should just roll it on over to the episode with Michael Delzato. Yep, let's go. Oh, man. We got a guest today on Chase and Birdies uh, who was a former guest on Spittin' Chicklets, a former puck chaser. Michael Delzato joining us here on the podcast today. MDZ, as I like to say. My man, how you doing? I'm good. I'm good. No complaints here other than uh, the rain we got going on in Miami right now. But other than that, life is good. Well, being on Spitting Chicklets and then coming on Chasing Birdies is like eating steak at Del Frisco's and then going to Texas Roadhouse. <laughs> Sorry. You're good. I actually like Texas Roadhouse. Though. Sometimes you got to humble yourself a little bit. You know, can't always live that high life. That's, you know, I was flying private before, staying at five-star hotels when I was playing in the NHL, and things are a little different now. You know, I'm in, uh, sitting in 30D right next to the shitter when I'm flying now instead. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I know. Well, hey, at least you're flying, right? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, fair enough. Yeah. I mean, that's one way to look at it. You a uh, you a Southwest guy? What's your airline of choice? But do you think he's a Southwest guy? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, not. I know you're killing me now. You're killing me. Uh, no, I'm uh, United or American, depending on on where I'm going and obviously availability. But when I'm going to New York, uh, which I'm there most, is definitely United. And then if that's not available, American. But I mean, any airline now, it's. 
flying fucking miserable, man. Every yeah, you're always delayed. Hopeful that you're not canceled, canceled, but um, yeah, the airports are a zoo. I like United. That's my choice. Yeah. When I fly with Pep, he's Southwest, so I gotta I gotta <laughs> roll with them. I mean, but I got I, status I, with them. I thought he I thought he fired up the jet for you guys. I thought you guys yeah. were living the no, living the man. good life. Yeah, yeah, my my son's play jet. I fired up for you. <laughs> Funny enough, he fits. But whatever. Um, oh shoot, man! So what's been going on, man? Tell us a little bit. Of what's I mean? You played in the NHL for a long time. Had a very successful career. What about the after career? What's going on with that? Because that's what's going on now. So that's the most important thing. Yeah, um, you know what? The last little bit of my career, uh, I was getting frustrated. I was losing my love for the game. Um, and I didn't want to leave. I didn't want to continue to play and continue to have negative thoughts towards the game because it did. Yeah, I made so many great uh, relationships, friendships, uh, mm-hmm. memories on the ice, off the ice. Uh, obviously, money as well. Um, you know, I lived my childhood dreams. So I just got to the point where I didn't want to lose sight of that. So I kind of knew it was time to retire. And, you know, I'd been preparing for this moment. Uh, I got my real estate license while I was playing in Ottawa. I got my private markets license years before that. Every year I tried to develop or learn a new skill or uh, grow as a human being, not so much always as a hockey player, because we did have so much free time away from the rink that I didn't want to, you know, just be at home uh, watching TV and and utilizing, uh, I guess, my name while I was playing to, to network and meet other people and understand what else is out there. You know, I always wanted to challenge myself away from the game when I'm done. And, and here we are. So, uh, you know, I'm doing some real estate here in, uh, in South Florida. And then what's taken up most of my time is, you know, is just chasing happiness is just trying to be happy every single day. And then, um, you know, doing some work, uh, some fun work on, uh, in the golf side, uh, with a friend of yours, Pep, uh, Ryan Gano, we're doing, uh, the company's called all access GTE. Uh, we curate bucket list golf trips all over the world. We do events as well. And, and that's been, uh, a ton of fun as we've talked about you know off the air we're bringing on some different celebrities and doing some fun trips um and that way we're building intimate experiences for um for people to get access to their favorite athletes and be able to golf and shoot the shit with them and and have dinner um and we got a few other things that are kind of hush hush right now that that are in the works that uh that i'm really excited about yeah the i will we'll talk about all access for one second because um we actually took an all access trip to northern ireland um it was 12 of us and we booked it the year before the first year covid got pushed another year Mm -hmm. got pushed another year and finally the third year covid it was like screw it we're going i mean i think at that point ireland opened back up um so you got to figure we booked it basically three and a half years before we actually went and ryan told us to go these certain days in july he said it's always the warmest week in july number one not one thing went wrong on our trip it was perfect golf courses were all set up we got the tee times that we wanted even from three and a half years before that which was really <laughs> impressive because you know you got to figure other people are booking trips in those times and you're still able to For sure get us dialed in. So that was really cool. But did it was the hottest week in the history <laughs> of Ireland. I think they were saying, uh, it was like low seventies every freaking day. We put our, our quarter zip, um, rain jacket on for 30 minutes. And that was it. The other days we wore shorts every single day, short sleeve golf shirt, never, 
put anything else on and it was an incredible trip so so, so let guys. me let me ask yeah. so they they hey, they've done an amazing job before I, I i was uh in the mix but let me ask you though before going over there were you almost wanting to get the extreme weather because like hey that's part of that's part of golfing over there i know for me i'm i'm soft i hate the rain i hate the extreme weather i want perfect conditions at all times but that also is part of the experience of going over there so were you I don't want to say disappointed, but were you almost expecting that and wanting to play in that uh, for a couple of days? Just out of curiosity, I wouldn't say disappointed. I, I would say it would have been cool to have those, you know, the rain, the wind. Yeah, I mean, it was windy. It was really freaking. Yeah, windy. I was in Royal County down. I was, it was really windy, but there was. I wouldn't mind the the driving rain and actually put the rain suit on and and put my head down. And have to. But when I would, if I were to be in that, I'd be like, "Give me the f off this golf course." Yeah, exactly. That's my point. That's my point, right? It's there's no, it's not as enjoyable. It really isn't. I don't care what anyone says. Hey, I know you want the experience of that, but that no. sounds fucking miserable to me. I, can we yeah. swear, by the way? Yes. Oh yeah. My goodness. Okay. 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 Good. Yeah. Good. Good. And a three um, time, just making sure. <laughs> see, I just, I don't know if I actually wanted that, uh, that weather conditioning to be you know, what it typically is, but to his point, we did have the win. I don't really want the rain. Like th then you got to wear the, see the problem with the rain is, you know, the rain gear is still, no matter how good the rain gear is, it's still rain gear. So it still yeah. feels weird. You're swinging back. You hear, yeah. You hear exactly. the shit like, exactly. you know, wrinkling and you're trying to get through. <laughs> it's making fucking noise. The yeah. gloves, those gloves are like wetter, the better. That's terrible. Then your hands get soggy. So like, <laughs> that's for other things, man. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's not a so no. excited over here. <laughs> but we got a dose of that window at Royal County Down. That shit was blowing. I mean, Pep, two, his drive two club more easily. Yeah, easily. yeah, yeah. Three, yeah. Three I mean, if you're into well, it. Royal, Royal County Down is the hardest <laughs> golf course in the in the world, right? And um, when we played it, there was a. I'm not exaggerating. You have 40 to 45 mile an hour wind consistently. I mean, dude, yeah. I would hit these drives. They'd go no, two holes over I, to the left of me. That's what I was laughing at because on that one hole that was kind of dog leg right, I told you, I said, dude, aim. He was aimed 60 yards left of the <laughs> fairway. No exaggeration. Exaggeration. And that wind just took that thing and he missed the fairway on the right. You remember that hole? Yeah, but I, I yeah, I remember yeah, that hole. Know. Okay. I mean, I also remember you barely breaking a hundred, so <laughs> that's true. I mean but to to answer I, I mean again, you know, it was it was an incredible time. We this the the food suggestions were awesome, the uh the lodging was awesome. Our our first hotel was we we almost got kicked out, which was hysterical. Um <laughs> You know, we had some wild and crazies in, in their rooms that night. Um, people putting in their underwear. We're not going to share names because they're still employed. Um, <laughs> yeah. But it was an incredible week. That it was, it was, it was awesome. It was memorable. That's for sure. And and a lot of it goes to to all access. So I'm excited to I'm excited to start getting on a few of them. You know, I've I've been invited on so many, and it's just you know before the off season was so limited with time, uh, and now I'm excited to. 
say yes as opposed to no on all these different uh, different trips. As, as you guys know, there's so many amazing places to play, so many that are, are famous, so many that are hidden gems. Um, and I just kind of want to cross them all off the list. Yeah, that's yeah, exactly. And, you know, what you said earlier about just trying to develop, become better as a human being uh, outside of the hockey world. How did you link up with Gano? I mean, did you guys know each other from prior? So I was playing in Philly at the time and I had a season ending wrist surgery. So I was up in the press box watching games for months. Uh, and his father-in-law is Kerry Frazier, the you know, legendary referee. Oh, yeah. he's, got, he's got the perfect hair. It's never never one hair out of place. Um, and he was up there with his grandson, which was Ryan's uh, Ryan's son at the time, or still at the time. But um, <laughs> and we were just we were just shooting the shit. He's gonna kill me for that. But we were just shooting the shit. Um, and you know, I was just catching up with uh, with Kerry's grandson, and you know, took a little bit of time out of my my evening to talk with him and. Um, it got reported back to Ryan, um, and his much better half, uh, and they thanked me basically for taking the time, um, with their son. And we kind of became friends because of that. And then here we are, uh-huh. I don't know, eight, eight, nine years later, and we've kind of come together and we've always been in touch over the years, you know, thinking of some, some cool ideas we could put together in the, in the golf world. And, and here we are. That's cool. That's how it is. Golf is such a connector. Or somehow it just like reduces us back to basic form, but yet at the same time we can all evolve together with this game at this at the nucleus. I love. I, it. I do have to. I got to build on what Ryan just asked you because I mean, um, you know, Ryan and I have come across a lot of athletes and and have gotten to know a lot of them, and not very many of them are looking towards the future, and I mean that in the sense of like making themselves better every day instead of you know go to the rink, you you eat lunch there then you come home and you lounge around and and watch tv and play video games and then you got the dinner and it's all over again so it's really impressive to hear and i wish that more athletes would do that and i think though social media has gotten more athletes to do that they have thinking with social media the access that especially like the top players that these younger players who are present in the social media world at a, at a young age, the access they, that they get to now, I never had that early on in my career. You know, my first, uh, I did a, when I was playing in New York, I did a, a marketing deal with, with Coca-Cola at 19 years old because they had done a deal with, um, with Madison Square Garden. And after the game, we had gone for drinks just to meet some of the execs and we kind of hit it off. And I did my own deal that way. So I just like, I was always very open and social and outgoing. Um, definitely wasn't as, as a young kid. Um, but early on in my career, you know, I was 20, when I think it was 23, I thought my, my career was over. I had three different moments in my career where I thought it was done and not to hit the panic button. But then at that time, I'm like, oh, shit, now what do I do? You know, I started in yeah. the NHL right out of high school, so I didn't have a college mm-hmm. degree to, to, to go back on or have something to at least um, an avenue to explore. I had no idea what I wanted to do. So I think through those situations and those unfortunate times uh made me realize damn like at some point this is going to come to an end and what's mm-hmm. next and if you're lucky to get to 30 lucky to get to 35 you know you still have a, a whole other life ahead of you and i wanted to be prepared for that and and truthfully excited for that because hockey was all i ever know all i ever knew you know i started skating at three years old um and you know i was at the top of my profession you know, playing mm-hmm. the NHL, you know, 13, 14 years at the top of my profession. Now I'm in the real world and I'm at the bottom of the totem pole. And that's kind of exciting, like working your way back up again and trying to 
you know, be someone or, or be relevant or successful in a different field. How's the, um, and how's the real estate game been treating you in, in South Florida? It's, I enjoy it to be honest. I got it during COVID when I was playing in Ottawa, we quarantined so many damn times. I was like, I got to do something productive with my life. You know, everything was, was shut down there. I was sick of watching TV all day. Um, it's not something I'm grinding nine to five to be truthful with you. It's more so, uh, you know, I have a bunch of friends that are moving down here. I mean, all my New York friends are moving to Florida, mm-hmm. just something to have where I can take care of my friends. Um, you know, as any business, there's some people that, that can be trusted and some that cannot. So, uh, hope, hopefully being a trusted source to, uh, to friends and, and referrals that are coming down to Florida and help them out. Well, that's going to be, you know what, dude? So like, let's say you get involved in building a, a portfolio of real estate rental assets to some degree. I mean, now you have your license, you'd be able to kind of work your deals on your own, save the commissions, exactly. make the commissions. Um, so exactly. it's, a uh, having your real estate license is certainly, it's a it's an asset in itself so and south florida florida in general the real estate's just off the chain yeah um, everyone's moving here after covid people realize no matter what happens this place is going to be open you have the one yeah. why i moved to moved here i wanted to be in shorts and a t-shirt all year long like i can't do the winters anymore i refuse to touch snow um so like you know i think today and yesterday like we're in the low 80s here it's it's nice you know no we're, we're yeah, we're, we're 14, 18 days into the new year, something to that effect. Pep and I have two golf trips under the belt already. Now, granted, they were a day and a half each, but the point being is we, we escaped. We escaped Southwest PA, North Central West Virginia, hit up Florida for too many trips. And, you know, I told he and I were walking out of the airport yesterday in Pittsburgh. We land, and it's freaking 28 degrees, blowing 45, and it's gray. And we're like, why in the fuck do we live here? Like, <laughs> why? Like, we have a choice, and this is where we choose. What is it? So we're we because our buddies are here, so we can play in a Saturday afternoon game at at Pete Dye and blah 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 blah. But after playing golf twice this year in January in Florida, I'm like, mm-hmm. you guys are the smart ones of mm-hmm. the the crew. Like, wh- really? And it's not even like family is. I don't have. Other than my parents here half the year and my, you know, maybe some aunts, uncles and cousins, my intermediate family, they don't live around here. So, And and that's the thing. One thing COVID has done for us is that we're able to work remotely. You could work in Florida and and not have to worry about anything because you're not going to an office. There's very few companies that are going to an office. And um, I guess they're saying as long as you get your work done, you're golden. Yep. So. Exactly. That's what, you know. To so talk about work. the family thing, my, my brother's in New York. My parents are in Toronto. I wanted to be on the East Coast. It's easier to travel to get up there as opposed to coming, say, from, from California, for example. But I don't know. You think about it. Think of your friends, your family. They'll be there wherever you are, right? If, if they're true friends, no matter yeah. where you live, they're not going anywhere, right? I, I think as you get older, once you have kids, that's when it becomes a little bit more difficult. They're in school. They have different um after school activities and they make friends it's tougher for them just to be moving around and and get settled in again uh for me being 33 and single i've lived in i don't know 15 different cities uh and it gets old after a while that's one of the reasons why i did want to retire too like i wanted to call somewhere home but it also makes you appreciate and realize what else is out there and and what are the things you do want when you do settle down somewhere 
and what are the things that you you can live with and can live without um so yeah. I, I i enjoyed you know having those experiences of different uh different cities that's why bash like if you moved to scottsdale arizona i would gladly come out and visit you um potentially join whisper rock and i'll be your guest yeah but like scottsdale had <laughs> yeah of course you will <laughs> so like, I just want to say it. Like, oh yeah, thank God you're doing him a favor. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this I mean, guy, I'm, he is the guest of everyone. It's a big guest, and it's guy. not a bad thing. But I mean, I mean, the but at the end of the day, Jonathan is like the ultimate networker. I mean, he puts people in. It's so funny seeing people. You know, well, how'd you meet Pep? How'd you meet Pep? Like the ultimate connector. So. In some respect, the ultimate he guest. earned the ultimate guest, he, not connected. He, he the earns that. guest. That's what we're calling him. He earns that, and I'm. I, you know what? I'm here for it. It is what it is. <laughs> you know, I get. I get my fair share of benefits from from being friends with him. So, um, so the the issue I have with Scottsdale, there's no beach and water there, and and it does get the mornings are cold in the winter. I hate right? the but beach. The, if you're going for if you're going for golf though, you could argue there's not there may not be a better place. Yeah, but MDZ, I got to be honest with you, man. You still work out. You still look, you know, fit, and you got things to prove. And you probably look great on a beach. He has stamina. Me, <laughs> me, stamina, yeah. <laughs> me, on the other hand, I got a hairy chest. I mean, I put a. I was. We were at Grove Twenty Three uh, over this weekend, and I bought this shirt, <laughs> take it in the locker room, and I put it on, and my chest hair is popping out. And our one buddy said. But you look like a, a shriveled up worm in that shirt. So you take it back. <laughs> so that's where we're at. From just disgusting. Human wow. you, could, you could wear you could wear the Grove golf shirt on the beach. No one's gonna judge you. It's all good. That's true. You Don't do worry. I let people know that I've. I've visited, there's crazier. So. There's crazier shit that goes on here in Florida. No one's gonna be looking at you twice with that golf shirt on. I promise you that. There you go. I mean, there's but that area, South Florida is loaded with golf, dude. I mean. This goes on and on and on and on. I mean, what's been your favorite in South Florida? I played Indian Creek last week. Um, we were the only ones on the course. It was a windy day. Uh, it was you're surrounded by hundred million dollar homes. Like, it's pretty, That's... pretty cool. Um, there, I haven't played Shell Bay yet. Have you guys heard of that one? Uh, new one. Beat, it's extremely, extremely exclusive. It's it was the old Diplomat, so it's between Miami and um in fort lauderdale in um uh, in hallandale is, is the pocket right on the water um i believe the initiation is one three to join last i heard damn uh, that's 1.3 yeah. million for those of you that don't know yeah 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 um but it's like insane the golf course <laughs> is incredible they have uh i believe it's 108 residences there uh, that they partner with O'Bears that are that um, that they're doing. They have the pickle, the paddle, the tennis, like all the amenities, private dock, uh, marina. So you can take their boat there. It's as as I'm sure you guys know. It's like the Discovery Land and all these massive mm-hmm. properties that are you. out there where where it's all about the amenities, right? It's about the amenities and the service, and that's exactly what this is. So I haven't got out to play there yet. I think I'm, I'm playing there either next week or the week after. I'm I'm very curious to see how that is. Everyone who's played is blown away. Um, but Indian Creek was cool. Um, Adios is great. Uh, yeah, there, there's so many, there's so many. It, it all depends so on that say, day too. Yeah. Did you play golf when you were in New York playing for the Rangers or were you not into not, golf then? 
I wasn't into it then. So I played, you know, I played Wingfoot. We had our tournament at Westchester Country Club every year, Shinnecock National, like you name it. I played them all and I didn't, I don't know, I just thought it was another course. Yeah, yeah. I just, you know, at that time, I don't know, maybe it was an 18 handicap, let's say. And I remember playing at at Shinnecock and I I forgot, I don't remember the whole, I made this insane up and down. I, for me, it was like, whatever. I just, I hit a flop shot out of an area probably shouldn't have been anyways, put it tight and went up and down. The caddy's like, that might be the best up and down I've ever seen on this hole. And I was like, okay, whatever. Like, let's just keep playing. Like, I never really appreciated the history of the golf or the courses. Um, and I, you know, had the luxury of playing so many exclusive, so many highly rated courses. And then it wasn't until I played in Anaheim in 2019 where I got to play golf all year round. Cause usually I'd play for three months and then I'd be off for, for the whole season. I wouldn't touch a club. So like the first month is like you're retraining yourself to play again. And the next two months right. you're like, okay, like I'm, I'm half decent. Yeah. So I got to play all year long when I was in California and I was like, oh shit, now I'm scoring better. I'm, I'm hitting different shots. I'm understanding how to shape the ball. Then COVID mm-hmm. hits and then Toronto, nothing is open but golf. So I'm playing golf every day now. And then that's when I fell in love with it because that's when I, I became better. And I saw, okay, you put some work in, you get some practice, you feel you understand your game and you feel your game. It just, you know, it opened up my mind and then now I'm a complete addict. Yeah. So yeah, you missed out a little bit when you were in New York because like that, we have this conversation a lot with, with people and it's like, where's the best golf in the country? And there's so many good spots, but that the best New region. York pocket is sure. like, man, is it loaded? Mm-hmm. New York, Jersey, and then you go out, to, out east of the Hamptons. I played Sabonic this summer. Liberty That's National. What's um, what's the one beside Liberty National? I'm drawing a blank. Extremely tough. On the same side, you take you take the ferry from uh, from Battery Park. Galloway? No, no. It's just south of. Oh, this is going to kill me. It's my favorite course there too. You walk it. They have the Tiger T on 18. Oh gosh. It's not Galloway. No. Nope. Right by it's right by Liberty National. I'm going to have to pull it up now because this is going to this is going to bug me. Yeah, I, I can't think of. I'm thinking Friar's Head or Fisher's Island, but no. that, those are. But that's nowhere near. Bayon. <laughs> like, have another drink. Uh, and Bayon, <laughs> that which is which is right there. It's just in, in, like unbelievable walk, extremely tough walk, but like tight course. Can't really miss fairways. Um, that's my favorite one. I enjoyed that one a lot, and the views of there of the city are incredible too. And in Philly too. I mean, you've played in some good, yeah, golf cities. Philly has is loaded <laughs> with golf courses. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Anaheim. I don't know what the hell's going on in Ottawa. I can't imagine a that you had very much fun there. Um, no. <laughs> B. There was probably Philly, no golf at all. I played Philly Cricket Club this summer, which I loved. So I fell sick. in love with it there. Awesome, awesome. That's a good I one. haven't done. Mm-hmm. Haven't done the others yet. I'm going to come back this summer with the. Uh, with my boss and we're going to do uh, a little bit more golf in the area, but even New York too. Uh, the plan is to come back in the summer and, you know, last summer I was traveling so much. I just retired. I wanted to do all these, so many different things that I hadn't been, do- been able to do before, but this summer I'm going to make a point of coming to that Northeast region and just, mm-hmm. you know, treat myself to, to all the, all the clubs. Well, I make sure to come over here. Yeah. Well, he's coming to the chase and birdies too, man. So it's already, we're the don't, there's no ifs, ands or buts. He's already coming. Um, <laughs> But may, I would say, too, that New York, if you play with the New York Rangers or play on the New York Rangers, um, I would say that they have the most benefit out of any other team in the NHL 
as far as good golf courses that they have mm-hmm. access to. I would not disagree with that at all. Would yeah. not disagree with that at because all. Because all these members just... are, are are fans, number one. Number two, they're season ticket holders. Number three, they, they become buddies with these people because of where they are. And then they just play golf wherever they want to go. Yeah. yeah. I, I cannot agree more. I, I have... I've had the opportunity to go to a lot of them. I just haven't been able to. So to, right. to agree, I agree with you 100%. I think that New York pocket is within, I don't know, maybe an hour radius from the city. You go each direction is, is the best golf you'll find out mm-hmm. there for the, the, the most amount of amazing courses. What's like to you as, as not a newer golfer, but someone that's in the last 10 years, maybe just getting into it. Um, What's more important to you? Is it the vibe of the club or the actual course itself when you're at one of these clubs? It's a, it's a great question. I played LACC two summers ago and, you know, amazing you course. Breathe. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't enjoy I, – I appreciate the history of the game, but I'm very much a new school golfer where I'm going mm-hmm. because – why I also love golf is, you know, me being single, a lot of my friends, most of my friends are married kids, girlfriends, wives. So to be able to get four hours on the course with them to shoot the shit, catch up with them and spend quality time, that's my favorite part about it. So mm-hmm. if I'm going to a, to a course where I'm walking on eggshells, I can't pull my phone out. We can't have music. We can't do this. It's not, you know, there's certain courses where you just kind of suck it up and deal with it. But You're right. For day to day golf, though, for me, like I'm going for the experience and to enjoy spending yeah, time with you my have friends. A good time. Yeah, yeah. We we talk about that too a lot. Is like, listen, if I have to wear my shirt tucked in and you know hat forward and no music, I understand it and respect it. Yeah, but at the same time, I also love that you know don't have to tuck your shirt in. You can blare music as loud as you want. The no rules, quote unquote, uh, type thing. But again. I respect that other side of it. I just feel like modern day golf is going towards that. And somebody had asked us, do you think that that's going to be at every golf club? And I said, no, there's no, No. I don't want it to be at every golf club. I mean, could you imagine what Wingfoot would feel like if you showed up and people were blaring music? Like, it's just, that's not their vibe. And I respect that. I mean, that's why they're so cool is because you go there and it's no cell phones, business casual type thing. And I, and I dig it. But there's a crossover though. Like even with the modern day golf, that we play with the music going. I mean, playing at Grove 23, the carts, you could rob a bank with that golf cart and not get caught. <laughs> they go like 60 miles an hour. And TA was driving the golf cart through the fairways, and he's like, maybe we should try to jump this hill. And I'm like, all right. So I'm holding on, but these carts roll. But you still, even when you're in the moment of playing in that type of environment where it's fun, you know, your shirt's untucked, music's blasting, you got the coolers going. There's still a level of respect that everyone, at least that I play with, we still exhibit towards the golf course, no matter what. Yeah. You know, we're not we're not scraping uh, greens. We're not driving the cart on the greens. We're picking up tees. We're replacing divots. So it's a crossover. It's not just a total party, per se, but it's now become this hybrid, if you will. It's it's having well, fun and respecting the game at the same time. Yeah. I mean, that's let's cover uh, it. Is, but. Absolutely, but a lot of these clubs, you know, when you're gonna the next generation of golfers, how many of them do want to have the business casual? Have to be, you know, no, 
no music, no golf mm. shoes in the clubhouse, no changing shoes in the parking lot. You know, they go through like go go through the whole list. No cell phones anywhere, but a designated area in the clubhouse. How many of the next generation golfers are going to be wanting that? Very few, right? Very yeah. few. So that's that's where it is for me. Like I I respect the game. I, re- I respect the course, no matter where. I mean, if it's a fucking dog track, but I want to I want to enjoy myself out there. Else, there's no point in me golfing. Yeah. I have a story. Are, are you going to tell the same story? Because I is, I was, it, is it about pelicans? You guys, yes, you, guys both, you guys, you guys both, you guys both lit up there. I knew there was something going on. <laughs> He's going to tell the story. No, go ahead, buddy. You can so, so Ryan is a member at um, three amazing clubs in West Virginia, and you don't get into those clubs without being, you know, proper and and shirt tucked in. You know, at one of his clubs, you have to change the shoes in the locker room. No flip flops, things like that. So we get to Pelican, beautiful place. Beautiful. Very high end and, and exclusive. And, we're, and we, we get in the parking lot. We're in this, first well, off, we're in this truck. That's right? what I was going to say. You got you to gotta, paint the picture a little bit. We, we pull in these three yo-yos from, two of them from West Virginia, one from Pittsburgh, pull into this high end club in this, in this truck, F-150, cloth seats, that's a rental. And our golf clubs are <laughs> rolling around in the back. Tennessee so, license plate. Yeah, like, like we look, <laughs> we don't look like we're criminals. Just on the run, <laughs> pull in, and Ryan gets out and he starts changing his shoes. And our other buddy and I, Brandon and I, are like, "Dude, what are you doing? Like, you probably can't be doing this." So he's like, "Oh my god!" So he's like, "I didn't even think about this." So whatever, he got away with it. Nobody said anything, right? Well. My man over here goes up to the person and says, excuse me, are you, you're not allowed to change your shoes in the parking lot, are you? And the guy's like, no, please go to the locker room. He's like, I'm so sorry. I just did it. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, why would you even admit to this? Like, you just, just ask the question and roll with it. Like, we're already, they're already asking us to leave before we got to the locker room. Well, I also, yeah, because I, I didn't, I didn't want him to think that I was like knowingly doing it. I just, if he saw me do it, I wanted I mean, him to know that I didn't mean to do it. He changed he, from his New Balances and his Skechers golf shoes in the parking lot. Like it was, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. But yeah, I did change it out of my New Balances. Um, but then the funny thing is, we get done golfing and we got to catch a flight. So B Cats wanted to take a shower. Like, I don't know why he wanted to take a shower, but you know what? He wanted to take a shower. So God bless him. He took a shower. Pep and I were like, we're not showering. We're going back to the truck and we're going to change. And then we realized we're like, fuck. We're changing in the parking lot. So literally, we're in the car. We're in this truck. He's in the front. I'm in the back doing a full wardrobe change. And a guy was coming out. I Mm. closed the door because I'm like, shit. You know, but we escaped. And that was it. But yeah, like you got to pay attention to that. But then we left there and we're like, what the fuck? What were we thinking? Like, you know what I mean? Like, Like, we go to all these nice places and we're acting like an animal for this day. Oh, you're excited. The first, the, the first time I'm okay with the second time, yeah, it's a bit of a jackass move. Yeah, you know, yeah. Tough to side, tough to side with you on that one. You know, the, the second one is is a that was a dumbass move. The second part, <laughs> the first part's like, dude, just wake up, like pay attention yeah. a little bit. No, um, the second part is wake up because we yeah, already, true. yeah, <laughs> both of them, good. both of them. The, the the one that the one that bugs me actually out of all out of all of them and I, it's so weird is I don't like I don't like pulling up to valet and then like getting out having them grab my clubs like I'd rather just like pull in the parking lot and walk up with my clubs I like I like the feeling of walking into a club like with your clubs 
um, as opposed to pulling up that way. I don't know if that's, that's just me. That's just a personal preference for me. Yeah. I'm yeah. I don't know. I don't, I just think like, I mean, the drive in is great, but walking like to me, walking from the parking lot and like getting like a lay of the land. I don't know. I enjoy that feeling. Yeah. What about feeling whenever um, you're on the golf course and, and you're really thirsty and this, you know, drink girl comes up to you, a beautiful drink girl. Cause you're a good looking man, Martin yourself. <laughs> um, what's your go-to drink on the golf course when this good looking drink cart girl comes up to you? I, anything if she's that good looking anything I, i'm a tequila guy but i'm down for whatever whatever the boys are drinking on the course i'm down for but a nice like nice tequila to start the round the first transfusion i ever had was when i played in california and that changed my life i was golfing with ryan getzlaff at uh big canyon and uh it was actually the day before covid like blew up the world like our we were supposed to play i believe our game got canceled I'm like, oh, it's like this COVID thing's going around. No one really knew what it was. So we're like, oh, fuck it. We may as well go out and golf. And it's eight in the morning. And um, Getsy goes and orders a round of drinks. I'm like, what is it? He's like, oh, just have it. And that was the first time I had a transfusion. And it was changed my life. You Do you know, and I've tell, told this story twice now since we heard the original story. And we all call them transfusions. So you're not alone there. You know, we all order transfusions. But it's actually the alcohol version is a confusion. So at Augusta National, they call it a confusion. If you go in, and I'm not speaking from my experience there, never been there. A friend of mine has been there and said that he ordered a transfusion. The guy said, so you don't want alcohol? And he said, no, I do want alcohol. He said, well, that's a confusion. A transfusion is non-alcoholic. But we all order the transfusion. Yeah, yeah. yeah not with alcohol. So it's interesting, like. Interesting. So we got to start spreading the word then. Okay. Confusions. Yeah. yeah. Confusions. Which, confusions. Yeah. Which, would, which would make more sense right because like there's alcohol in it and there's confusion confusion yeah yeah i'm selling now i'm selling. now i'm confused now i'm confused yeah yeah i don't know i don't see i don't mind a confusion or a transfusion i just <laughs> i i don't know it's something about the the high noons for me are perfect yeah, but you need like those. Ten, you need 10 of those to get any type of buzz though not me i need like two Okay, a different scale. Yeah, yeah, different yeah, story yeah. You, <laughs> yeah, you got you got you got yeah. a lot more mileage to me in that regard. I you know, and so like the other night we're drinking a couple beers and the next thing you know, we're like cracking bottles of red wine. Felt fine. Everybody felt fine. Go to bed at midnight, wake up to go play golf and and you know, everyone's kind of a little bit a little bit rough. It's like we didn't really even drink that much, but you know, you you throw in the red wine on top of the beers, the mixing you can't. And the mix. shit goes. Yeah, even just the wine on its own. Like I love wine, but you get too much of that, that's game over the next morning. That's why I drink straight tequila. The best to me, it's the best buzz, no hangover. Yeah, what I agree. I'm a big tequila guy too. Yeah. What else can you, you I know, don't can't ask for anything else? No, tequila's great, and we just got, man, playing down a Grove, uh, I don't know if Sorkin did this as a gesture, or if, it's, or if it's like, what is when you're a guest there, but I mean, we got a bottle of Añejo Sincoro. Yeah, uh, that's Jor Jordan's tequila, it's phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, so it's like, but that, look, there it is. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah that's a great but, bottle. Great bottle of tequila. You're bang yeah. for your buck, the, the Reposado, not that I'm a tequila connoisseur by any chance but um the repo is like best bang for your buck great taste not overly I expensive i like repos i like the repos and on yeah 
Yeah. Yeah. So what's your favorite uh, tequila? Cava Brandon. de Oro. Cava de Oro. Yeah. It's uh, it's super sweet. So it's not it's not for everyone. It's not all the time. But as far as, you know, taste wise, like you don't even know you're having tequila. And it's got a super cool bottle at the top of the lid. There's like an extra shot in there. They call it like the emergency shot. So like you're done the bottle. And you're like, oh, shit. Flip the lid over and you got an extra shot. And like the last person would, would have the shot out of the lid. So it's kind of a, That's cool. a cool little concept. Yeah. But Sincoro's up there. Um, and there's a bunch of like just random ones that you probably never heard of that. Uh, and I like I like trying different ones and uh, seeing what seeing what else is out That's there great. instead of just going with the classic Patron and, and Casamigos. Yeah. I'll tell you that. I'm a big Casamigos Blanco guy. At, or you're, are you a Discovery Land guy? That's what they have everywhere there, right? And every four holes, like they're the that's huts, the, they have that's the, the first time I ever had tequila. Well, not the first time. First time I ever had tequila was in college, and obviously, like you puke from it and you think it's bad, and it's in my mind. Our our buddy Brandon's like, take this tequila. No, no, no. And I get there and and I I start drinking. They give me the Casamigos. I was a yes sir that day. Casamigos Blanco, drank it. You know, kept drinking every four holes. Ended up shooting sixty five at Troubadour. And now I've been hooked ever since uh, with the Casamigos Blanco. There you go. Everyone has that story in college. You're like, oh, yeah, I had tequila on spring break in Cancun. Right. And, yeah, you're, you're basically drinking Purell. You're drinking hand sanitizer. It's disgusting. Yeah. You get into the, you get into the good stuff. But I guess you could say that with any alcohol. Same with, with red wine, right? Like, oh, you're, you're crushing yellowtail every night. I'm not, not going to enjoy yeah. it as opposed to getting into the, the better stuff. But yeah. 65 at Troubadour, I love, love that you snuck that in there. Not a big deal. Yeah, he's he's and he hasn't told that story before. That's the first time he's ever said that. So. He was waiting on That's, he was waiting on that. Dude. I was I'm I love it. I love right, it. Like this Discovery's doing uh that Florida property, which you're probably familiar with. Atlant, right Atlantic Atlantic, Atlantic Fields, it's called the river. Yeah, right by the Grove. Tiger's got a property up there, the Shell Bay one. There's there's so much that's going on here. But Discovery, they must be killing it. They have one going up in the Hamptons, they have the one in Hawaii, somewhere else. Like they're they can't build fast enough. They when we were leaving, they were building out the. You could see. Did you notice Bash a couple of the holes? Well, I that did. Were like late. I did. That's what I was gonna say. Oh, we were or were you working dri- on the translation translator? Yeah, I had the translator going because the Uber driver didn't speak a lick of English, and I'm yep, in this Nissan Sentra rolling down. You know how that road's straight, straight, and it's a good straight shot. Yeah, yeah, if you look to the right, they got some of the holes carved in. I feel like. He um, said, our, our, our drivers went like this. And I said, yes, golf. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I had no clue. We literally, there was no, I mean, we, there was no, work, like we could not speak to this guy at all. No. And he's responsible for driving us an hour and 15 minutes. <laughs> they usually translate like, through the phone. That's the play here. They, they translate, we the, the Google translate. Yeah, yeah. That's what they do as well, the drivers here. It's, it's very, very common in Miami. Yeah, a lot of that. You got to brush up on the Spanish. If you're going to come golf or more. Well, he 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 apparently didn't know that, and my translator wasn't working on my phone, so I was just like, at least he knew we were going to the airport because it's in the app. But that was a little bit of a stressful hour and mm-hmm. fifteen minute drive, especially when the road range some road rage incident occurred on ninety five. Apparently, these two cars oh were, just, <laughs> and I'm. Ducking in the back seat. I'm yelling. I'm, I'm yelling. Road rage. There's a road rage because these two cars are like going at him here. I'm like, there's road rage. There's road rage. Tell him it's kind of slow down. He goes, see, see, see. I'm like, but we, <laughs> you don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying, no, and you didn't exactly. <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm sorry you guys had such a 
unpleasant experience here in Miami. And actually, I'm off to roll out the red carpet for you guys. Yeah, please. I tell you what, man, I wouldn't mind coming back down and playing. Let me know. Make sure I'm in town. Yeah, we got to do that. All right. So we it was good catching up with you. Obviously, it's been a while. We haven't talked in a long time, but it's it's all. Well, we've been trying to get him. I mean, he's he wanted his career to be over. Yeah. Or retire, he did it, and then I pounced on him once I saw the um, Spit and Chicklets episode. Yeah, and here we are. Here we are. Here we are. And here we are. Yeah, I appreciate you guys being patient with me. Yeah, I was waiting, waiting for it to all be said and done, and now we can hopefully advance on the uh, the golf career and be uh, be as lucky of a guest as as Pep and, and be going to all these golf clubs. That's that's the plan. That's the goal. That's everyone's goal in life. I've told him before numerous times, I want to be him when I grow up. He's my idol. Good one. Well, (laughs) you know, he's going to ask you our last segment of the show, the tap-in segment presented by Bettinardi Golf, where he's going to ask you some questions that demand your quick-witted response. So I'll let him do it. I'll let him run with it. Favorite golf course? Sabonic. That's a good notch in the belt. Played there and I played. I played. I I played there in September. I was in a. It was a charity golf tournament. We had a bunch of celebrities, and we did the celebrities. We all had like our own, um, our own game that we were playing. We weren't playing like the four man scramble shamble. Sorry, I had two hole outs that day. One from like eighty four yards. One from seventy something. And I just say I don't know. It was a, you know, fall in in the Hamptons. Not a cloud in the sky. You're along the water. I like just retired. I was like, fuck, I could be in training camp right now and here I'm out playing. And it was just one of those days that I was, you know, as, as much as I enjoy the course and maybe not the best course I played, um, you know, you're asking on the spot, but just the whole experience of that day and maybe just the frame of mind I was in. Yeah. So happy. That's awesome. Favorite NHL city? Uh, New York. Yeah. To, to, yeah. New York, New York. No, like. I'm sorry, yeah. but. Uh, Green Bay just recovered a fumble to go up 13-0. Oh, damn. I know I was going to say, kind uh, of a crazy play for you guys to ask to do this while the game was going on. Surprise. Oh, well, anyways, yeah. um, <laughs> actually, it was an interception. It was an interception. Um, anyways. <laughs> so what would you tell a younger Michael Delzato to learn from? Live in the moment live in the moment it's something i still struggle with to this day to be honest with you uh you know always wondering you know what if what if mm-hmm. um instead of just appreciating you know what i have and what you're doing right now you always and there's the good and bad of that because there's, there's the other side as well that you know i have this this line that i kind of live by where like the it's mm-hmm. complacency is death i know it's a little it's a little vulgar but you know essentially being complacent is never is not a recipe for success so always you know yeah, I did something great today, but what am I going to do tomorrow? Like, how can I one up mm-hmm. that? How can I, you know, not living off your past accomplishments mm-hmm. and trying to continue to improve, but at the same time, you know, trying to live in the moment and appreciate what I had, especially throughout my career. And you're always worried about the next shift, the next game. Mm-hmm. Where am I in the lineup? Your next contract? And you know, I was unfortunately, other than my entry level deal, I was only ever on one or two year deals, so I didn't have the luxury of. You know, some of the guys now that are getting seven, eight year deals and not to say they, you know, they take their foot off the gas, but it gives you a little bit of uh, a breathing room and a sigh of relief that you can kind of relax a little bit and you have a little bit of a longer leash. Right. Um, so living in the moment. Last question. You already answered a little bit, so we're going to need a little something different, but what are you chasing? 
daily happiness, the living in the moment and chasing daily happiness, whatever it is that makes me happy, enjoying that, staying involved with that. And if there's something that doesn't bring me happiness, just getting rid of that, not allowing any bad or negative energy in my life. And whereas before, you know, being in hockey, there was certain things that you kind of had to, and in life in general, you, there's certain things you kind of have to take off the chin and eat it and move on. But I think I'm at a point in my life now where I don't have to have to worry about that as much and whatever situation that may bring, get rid of it. I love it. I, you know what? It's funny you say that because that's kind of what I've adopted this year. It's like, if it doesn't add value to my life or fit into my parameters, and it's not a selfish take, it's just the reality. If it's not value added to me, I'm done with it. It's not a bad thing. That's it. You have, you have your family, you have, you know, I have a very small, small circle of friends and I, I don't, it just, as I've gotten older, I've, it's gotten smaller and smaller and there's just less people that you can trust on a, on a day-to-day basis and oh, know yeah. that, you know, who's, who's going to be there for you that who, who would take a bullet for you? Yeah. You really right. think about it. How many people would take a bullet for you? And that's a small list. So if you're not on that list, I, you start to distance people a little bit. Yeah. Well, I like it, I'm man. sure, my man, I can't thank you I enough like for coming on. And I'm, I'm going to hold you to it, Chasing Birdies too, man, because we're, we're going to do, do some live coverage there. I know you got some potential prior commitments that we won't talk about on here, but uh, we're going to make it happen so that you come and, and have a good old time. And hopefully you, you and I are partners and we take $7,000 and we'll have That'd a good nice. I'll make sure I got the tequila going so you shoot another 65. Yeah. I know yeah. the recipe. I got all the I got all the tricks yeah. now. I'm a good listener. Uh, MDZ, Michael Delzato, my man, thanks so much for joining us here on Chasing Birdies. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate it. And hopefully uh, we'll be seeing you soon. Uh, thank you, MDZ, for coming on the podcast. It was great having you. It was fun yucking it up a little bit. We didn't talk too much about hockey, which is always... It's fine. It's fine to not talk about hockey. Uh, it was nice to talk about the golf and, and what he's looking for in, in, in a round of golf and all that. I know some people are probably asking, well, what's this Uber ride that we had? It was a little frightening. Frightening. It was. Um, my man picked us up from the golf course in what felt like a tic-tac. And we got in. No English. No English, he kept saying. So Ryan brings up the translator. Translator fails us. Doesn't Big work. Time. Big time. We're driving down the main road and for an hour and a half in this car, and I look in the rearview mirror, and two cars are swerving back and forth, almost trying to hit each other. So I'm yelling, "Road rage, road rage!" Yeah. <laughs> Ryan's ducking. He's ducking because who the hell knows? If somebody could potentially start shooting, it was literally right behind us. My man started saying, "C, C, C." Okay. So obviously he understood what I was just saying. Okay. And then he gets upset. I felt like he was getting upset because he wasn't involved in it. Well, I tell you what. He starts speeding up. Yeah, that's the problem because he was on E. If he starts hitting that little four-cylinder, ramming it down there, who knows what happens. The the, uh, uh, miles per gallon goes way down. We run out of gas on the freeway. Yeah, we're not doing this podcast. And we're not. But. So then we pull up to the gate and literally the guy was on E. He said, see, look, look. Yeah, he's on E. Yeah. Yeah. So. We made it, buddy. But Michael Delzato, my man, we look forward to playing some golf with you. It was a lot of fun. I mean, I think anybody coming somewhere. 
yeah you know what we might hit him up for a little him and gano for another all access and if you guys are out there listening want to plan a golf trip make sure you do look at all access gt because it's uh they did a really good job for us Mm -hmm. and we would definitely use them but you don't need all access to book you up at nemacolon because nemacolon is a five-star dime five diamond whatever it's it's plush it's great so get yourself over there to nemacolon in farmington pennsylvania check them out online at nemacolon.com golf is coming up courses are phenomenal the stay is phenomenal your whole family will love it and that's where we're gonna have the chasing birdies two man this year so uh shout out nemacolon appreciate all y'all do make sure you give them a look on instagram check them out online at nemacolon.com and that's that bud yeah it's almost the weekend yeah it's almost the weekend and i guess the next time i'm probably gonna see is that um hopefully i see you before then but probably pine needles dude well yeah i'll see you before that buddy but if i don't i'll definitely see you on the the video platform so yeah so guys as always thank you so much for your support for listening to us to yuck it up a little bit thank you to mdz for coming on and um as always like pep says check us out online chasing underscore birdies on instagram jasonbirdies.com trying to release some new merch season by season day by day not doing a great job but we'll get there and anything else you want to say there's nothing else I want to say other than go have yourself a great rest of the week, weekend. Make sure you chase them on the golf course, off the golf course. And uh, thank you for listening. We really appreciate it. Yeah, guys, we appreciate the listen. And thank you to Evo and his team at Simpler Media for putting this together. Jake, Jacqueline, Dee Paterio, Rachel London. Thank you, ladies, for helping us out. You guys have a great weekend. Watch some football. Make some air swings and we will catch y'all in two.